Long ago, the world was full of wonder. It was adventurous, exciting, and best of all, there was toilet paper. And that toilet paper helped all in need. But they found it wasn't easy to find in stores. And so the world found a simpler way to get by. My bladder leakage made me feel like I couldn't be the father that I wanted to be. Now I use Depend, I can move the way I really want. Unlike the bargain brand, new Depend Fit Flex underwear is now more flexible to move with you. Reconnect with the life you've been missing. Get a free sample at Depend.com. Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geek speak. I hear you, Rob. My geek speak has great attack. We move of Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day. We're gamers too, we play for fun. I'm Trekkie Proud, phasers to stand. Film and TV, our force is strong. Geek so to speak, where you belong. Geek so to speak, 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 geek so to speak. Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. Uh, my name is Shoff, and uh, you know I am one half of this. You could call this a bromance of of the ages, uh, of uh, of of yester your and all of that. Um, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that I could not go on this quest this podcast quest alone. I would need my faithful, trusty, best friend, bromance, hetero life mate, Wonder Rob, who's with me on the line. Wonder Rob, how you doing? Hey, everybody. First of all, uh, let me compliment you on your use of the word yesteryor. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't uh, even know if that's a real uh, thing. Uh, I'm not positive if that's an actual <laughs> word. <laughs> <laughs> but but thank you for accepting it in the improv and then. So But you know what? We set a new record uh 58 seconds into the official recording and I am googling if yesteryear is a word. <laughs> yesteryear. No, no, it way, just says real. your and it says do you mean yesteryear? So you coined another word. Yes. Chop that up on the big board. Yesteryear. <laughs> so what Rob, are you doing okay? Oh, I'm doing so good. Now that good, I know good. yesteryear is not real. <laughs> so fellow geeks if you decide to use yesteryear uh, it's it's on your own judgment all right we 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 don't uh, uh encourage that you try to wow people no with i that encourage vocab. it use it use it in your zoom meetings with your green screen backgrounds <laughs> <laughs> all right so um <laughs> thank you so I got much you, for that got for, you with that you did. You got me good. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for episode 102. Uh, this is Geek, so to speak. You have come to the right place. Um, we are your source for all things geek. We're talking about movies, TV shows, video games, uh, especially since movie theaters are closed right now. Streaming movies are a big deal for us right now, um, as well as comic books, collectibles, 
you name it, we're going to talk about it. Now, this particular episode is going to be focused on some geek news, which we love to bring you all the latest geek news. And we're also going to be providing you with a review of our viewing of Disney Plus's Onward, which is a Disney Pixar film. So um, for those that don't recall, Onward came out in the theaters and uh, within about about a a couple of weeks, yeah, within a couple of weeks, everybody got sick with COVID-19 and um, they were like, well, this isn't going to work. So Disney was like, well, we still want to get people to watch this movie. We're going to shove it down your freaking throats. And the mouse, uh, the mouse is shoving it down your throat. <laughs> That's right. So Onward became available first as a digital release if you wanted to rent it. And then it became available to watch on Disney Plus. So just this past week, uh, Disney Plus debuted Onward and we made sure to watch it so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. uh, or is it something that you need to move Onward from? Yes. Because it's Onward a crappy and movie. away from and leave it in yester your. Okay. Oh, that's two. <laughs> so uh, if it's, if this is your first time checking us out, first of all, thank you so much for, for coming by. We appreciate you. If you've been listening to us all this time, uh, we know who you are. Uh, there are five people who do this, and we appreciate you. Oh, there's more than five. No, there's more than five. Uh, but we thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you haven't already done so, smash that subscribe button. Rate yeah. and review us. We always uh, looking forward to those reviews because let me tell you, Wonder Rob gets naked, I get naked, <laughs> oh, no. and and then we say things in very sexy voices. And so far, no one has taken us up on this offer, and I don't know why. Maybe it's, it's been because a it's, not a, it's not a video podcast, and so people are like, well, what's the point? I'm not going to get to see his junk. Yeah, um, I think the last new review we got was in December. Yeah. So if you are... Uh, uh, Able, if you are one of these uh, podcast listeners who are able to pull up Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, uh, if you can pull it up on your Android, first of all, that's crazy. <laughs> Tell me how you're doing that. But uh, otherwise, if you're an Apple user, pull up Apple Podcasts on your phone. Just find our podcast. Hit that five stars. Uh, just uh, write write a haiku or whatever. Exactly. Or just give it a thumbs up emoji. But we haven't had a new review since December, and we are thirsty. Thirsty, thirsty. for reviews. And that's the end of my my soapbox moment. <laughs> now, uh, one thing we always like to do before we get into the geek news is we got to fill each other in on what's going on in our, our weeks. Now, uh, before we started recording, Wonder Rob laid some seeds down um, with a pretty juicy story, I think. Oh, boy. I think I, I no, don't. I don't know I what this call it is. Juicy, I, I, I but could be... it's definitely uh, a result of being quarantined. Oh, okay. All right. So this is uh, you know a lot of people can relate to this. We're all stuck in our collective homes and um, stuck with our significant others. Well, I shouldn't say stuck because I'm happy where I'm at. But some people. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can she hear me? She behind me. <laughs> but. I'm sure some people are having a rough time and I would believe that there are probably a bunch of breakups and divorces and all sorts of things going down during COVID-19 because people can't stand each other. So I don't know what Wonder Rob's story is going to be, but I'm, I'm setting it up for this huge, uh, huge, like whatever you want to call it, waterfall. So Wonder Rob, what has been going on for you over the past week? 
nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to geek news. <laughs> no, it's just quarantine life, man. It's just quarantine. First of all, uh, I will say that the story I'm going to tell, I think you built it up way too big. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe the payoff will be will be pretty tough. But first and foremost, uh, obviously, uh, as you can attest, Shop, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Animal Crossing is the perfect game for when you have nothing to do. Like, you, you're staying home from work or you're working from home, and I use work in air quotes, you're working <laughs> from home. Uh, you're going to play that Animal Crossing because it's addicting, and of course I've been I've been playing it. Uh, Spoopy Isle is uh, getting more residents, setting up that campsite, trying to find those tarantulas to make that money. <laughs> Are you still happy with your island name, by the way? Spoopy Isle? Spoopy Isle? Yeah, I'm committed to it. All right, cool. Let me tell you Let me tell you something that's happening. Not to make this a whole Animal Crossing conversation, but my island residents, ever since you you visited last time, which was two days ago, all my island residents don't stop talking about you. They're really? like, Shoff was here. <laughs> and then they start talking about your island. I heard they make good milkshakes there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like you guys are my they're just, I'm the president of this island. They're just regular milkshakes as far as I'm concerned. My but... face is on the flag <laughs> of this island. I don't understand. <laughs> but anyway, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. I've also been getting back into Death Stranding in a big way. Um I'm getting sucked back in, but my goal is I just I really want to play uh what is it? Jedi Fallen Order. On my PlayStation 4. Oh, but yeah. I, I'm committed. I told you, I told the podcast listeners my plan. I'm not moving on from one game to another until I beat the previous one. But that rule is strictly landlocked to it, the particular console. So I'm not starting a new PlayStation 4 game until I beat Death Stranding. I'm not starting a new Nintendo Switch game until I beat Animal Crossing. So it looks like I'm never, ever going to play another Switch game <laughs> in my life. <laughs> My Xbox uh, One is just looking at me longingly, going, are, are you ever going to turn me on to play The Outer Worlds? <laughs> Your Xbox One, of these one days, is probably, probably going to rebel and just blow up its power brick on you, and then you'll be screwed. Just Let me like tell you, I've been paying for Xbox Game Pass for months, and I haven't used it once. Because <laughs> I keep telling myself, that. I'm going to use it, but I never do. <laughs> so maybe, maybe quarantine will be the time. Okay, but anyway, here's the story I was going to tell you. It's... <laughs> And I hope this lives up to the hype. So, uh, yesterday, well, actually, let me say this. Since we've been in quarantine, my wife, uh, she strictly works from home. So she doesn't really uh, have to leave the house outside of grocery store or if she's feeling a Starbucks or something like that. Um, so she's taking up cooking. Now, she's already, she's already a great cook. Uh, can she hear me? Is she behind me? Okay, good. <laughs> no, and I, I joke, but she's a, she's a good cook. And she's trying new things, you know, every other night she's trying something new. And so last night, she, you know, she made um, lemon uh, lemon chicken with some broccoli, garlic bread, um, and mashed, or no, uh, baked potato. So we're working on feeding the boy new things, right? We give him little bits at a time, so we're giving him broccoli, we're giving him little bits of mashed potato, little pieces of chicken... He's eating it. He's having a good time. But this kid loves that garlic bread. Like, he's a garlic boy. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> I should change his middle name to Garlic Bread because that's all he really cared about once we gave it to him. Okay, so fast forward to today. Um, I'm in the living room. I'm playing my Nintendo Switch. My wife is in the living room also. She's watching TV. She's watching Chopped. Uh, and Link is uh, in the other side of the living room. We essentially have two living rooms. That's the best way I can describe it. So he's in the other living room, and he's got all his toys spread out, and he's just having a good time. And we're, we're, we're all just having a good time minding our own businesses. And out of nowhere, it walks in front of me and my wife and in front of the couch, my boy. And he's got a big frigging piece of garlic bread. Where did he get this? <laughs> That's a great question, Shaw. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. He made it himself. <laughs> he turned on the oven. <laughs> He's like, this was, kid, that four, was that 400 or 425? <laughs> like, you think I'm going full George Costanza because I'm wearing sweats all day? No, no. My son went full George Costanza because he went into the trash <laughs> and pulled out food and started eating it. Yes. And I was like, where did he get that piece of garlic bread? <laughs> and my wife was like it's in the trash and so of course i stood up and like took it out of his hand and give him a what are you doing no and put it threw it back in the trash and link immediately just went to the trash and took it out <laughs> and started eating Dude, it again your son's a dumpster diver <laughs> he is man he wanted that garlic bread real oh, hard man. so i had to i had to take out the trash but it would the trash wasn't even full that's the that's the wait, impressive wait, wait. part so you're telling wait a minute okay hold on a second he went halfway down the trash and got it <laughs> so okay so he he ate he ate a he ate trashy garlic bread and yeah. then you put it back in the trash and then he he tried to take it back out again and you put it back in the trash no, uh, well, so, yes, sort of. So he took it out of the trash. I took it from him, and I said, what are you doing? And I threw it back in the trash. So that's one trash. Okay. And then he went over to it and took it back out. And then I put it back in the trash and threw, took out the trash bag and threw out the trash Okay, bag. all right. I, I, I was worried that after the second time that you just decided to give him Maybe it's trash. like a game. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, keep doing it. <laughs> It's kind of like, or, no, it's kind of like when um, you work someplace and they're like, you can't take tips from customers, but if you refuse three times and they still offer you it, you can take the money then. So it's like, you tell, you tell like, you can't have this garlic bread from the trash. And he goes back and does it three times. You're like, okay, you can have it. Yeah. Okay. Fair is fair. You earned it. You went three times. So yeah, that's been my week. It's been full Costanza, me and my son. Nice. Okay, so you fed your child trash. All right. Yep. So yep, yep, yep. I'm gonna make that note of that. I'm gonna put that in the show notes. Rob feeds this child trash. Hilarious. There's nothing I can say that is going to be anywhere near close to your week when I describe <laughs> mine. <laughs> I don't even know if I. We should just go straight to geek news. <laughs> oh man. Um. No. Win already. All right, so let's see. What do I have that's interesting? Come on, anything? Did anything good happen to you this week? Um, uh, oh, you know what? The bassinet arrived in the mail. I built a bassinet for our, oh. our future child. For the, our listeners that don't know, um, Wonder Rob, your, your, your child is approaching uh, two years? No, I mean, eventually. Well, yeah, he'll be two years old. No, in uh, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. At the end of May, he'll be a year and a half. Okay. 
So yeah, so your son will be a little past a year and a half by the time um, my baby girl is born. And um, so we're getting things together. We're getting all the items. The other uh, last week, or I'm sorry, the week before last week, um, we got a glider chair for her to sit in when she when she breastfeeds. Yeah. Um, and then so that's set up in the room. We've got the crib. And then just this week, the bassinet arrived. And um, I put that sucker together yesterday. I can't tell you. I mean, I never expected I would be putting together baby equipment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only just the beginning, man. I know. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It's just the beginning, dude. <laughs> um, the next big purchase that I have to make is the stroller slash car seat combo. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish I still had mine. We got rid of that. <laughs> I'll just give you a old one. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh so that's and that's a pretty pricey situation. That I think like retailing right now is like 370 bucks. That's how they get you, man. They're like, yeah. oh, you want your kid to be safe? So, That'll yeah. cost you. Ridiculous. And then the other big thing right now is we're starting the process of planning. So with COVID-19 uh, affecting a lot of people's event plans, like this past, oh, you know what? I'll tell you what happened this past week. I had a birthday. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) Why didn't we lead with that? You know what? I just totally forgot. I totally forgot. But I will. I will. Yeah. You know what? Let's I'll start over. (laughs) Tell us about your birthday, Shaf. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. My birthday was uh, was pretty excellent. It was it was different obviously because of being quarantined. So there wasn't the, you know, going out to dinner. There wasn't, um, having friends over or, or going over to the family's house or anything like that. It was strictly just myself, SSG and, and the two kitties and our dog. And, um, uh, she had a whole kind of thing set up for me. So she sent me on this scavenger hunt. It was a selfie scavenger hunt. Oh, this explains a lot. Okay. Continue. (laughs) I had to take pictures of myself next to all sorts of things. Like sometimes it would say, take a picture next to something really fluffy or take a picture next to uh, some, like a cookie cutter or um, take a, a a selfie of you coloring with a burnt sienna crayon. I'm like, what? I don't own a burnt sienna crayon. <laughs> so I took a, an orange crayon and a brown crayon and I started scribbling together with them. I love um, Take a picture of, of your, of something from the eighties and then also, um, a picture of something blue. And so I was where just take a a picture of yourself in a blue shirt. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I had like a, yeah, exactly. I had like a blue shirt on. And then I I took a picture of me holding a picture of myself when I was two years old, I think. Um, let me tell you, I looked, I look good. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't look at yourself at two years old and say, damn, I look good. Then what, what's your life? Exactly. What's even your life? I found out later that that selfie scavenger hunt was really just to keep me occupied <laughs> while she went and got my cake situated, um, like in the kitchen. So mm. she was like doing things while I was doing things. So she was just keeping me busy, keeping my, me distracted, which that is sounds about right. <laughs> pretty impressive to do considering we're living in the same house <laughs> and there's not that many rooms and I'm running back and forth, but um, all in all, it was great. The, the cake was delicious. Uh, she got me um, 
uh, a book that I've been really uh, looking to read is called The Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease right here Ooh. says why chasing money is stopping you from receiving it. So I, w- I want to make some, make some money. And then she also got me, uh, what do you meme that, uh, awesome Uh-oh. game. Uh-oh. So, so that's, that's a good game. party game. Oh yeah, totally. So, uh, we'll be looking forward to having people over once, uh, the pandemic is, is over. And then, um, we can make use of some of that stuff. So yeah, so it was a great week, a great weekend. Um, lots of animal crossing and, uh, uh, shout out to my bro who just got Animal Crossing yesterday on his oh, birthday. Oh, yes. So. We got to come up with a, uh, a nickname for him on the show. Uh, not right this second, but next time. We'll we'll, we'll call him like Little Shaf or Big Shaf. I like that, like... Little Shaf. Because he also goes by Shaf. Um, or Shafomatic. he used to go by as a kid. Shafomatic. matic <laughs> Reminds me of um, Gallagher. And he'd be like the... Do you need to be crushing these watermelons? Get the shuffle-matic. <laughs> That's right. Gallagher references. How many podcasts do Gallagher references? Like and subscribe. Yeah, only the Gallagher podcast does Gallagher oh, references. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So with that, with that, we've bored you enough with uh, our our weeks. Although Wonder Rob's week takes the cake. That was a fantastic story. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome, everybody. Um, with that, we're going to go ahead and switch gears here and move into a tasty little segment that we like to call Geek News. Geek News! Nude News. Nude News. All right. So without further ado, we've got a bunch of stories to talk about today. And as is tradition, Wonder Rob, because I introduced this episode, you get first dibs on whatever article you want to talk about first. Yeah. Go for it. Well, uh, let's talk about a particular uh, story that we reported on last week uh, before the corrections department comes kicking down our front doors. So <laughs> we last week we had a, a report that Disney was considering releasing Black Widow uh, and a handful of other movies uh, directly to streaming. Well, uh, the very next day, (laughs) the day we were editing, well, okay, we is a strong word. The day Shoff (laughs) was editing the podcast, uh, Disney announced that, no, we are not going to be releasing uh, Black Widow to streaming. As a matter of fact, we're just pushing everything out, you guys. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, Shoff and I had a a quick behind-the-scenes debate. Should we, like, should we mention this in the podcast? (laughs) Like, should we record a post-podcast segment? We didn't. (laughs) We just said, screw it. We'll talk about it next week. So now we're talking about it. So uh, Disney and Marvel uh, essentially pushed back everything that they're going to be putting out uh, within the next couple of years, thanks to everybody's favorite microscopic virus, Corona. So uh, let's let's talk about it, Shaf. Let's not bury the lead. Let's just let's just go for it, man. So Black Widow got moved, Shaf, from yes. uh, from like next week or whenever it was coming out to November sixth of twenty twenty, the year of our Lord. <laughs> so this is the first year in quite a while, Shaf, where only one Marvel movie is going to be released. I know uh, that was, last time this happened, it was twenty twelve with Avengers with Avengers. So <laughs> that's a that's one thing you have to look forward to. Like I'm not like super bummed out that I'm having to wait 
for Black Widow for November, but I would I would have scooped that up if it was streaming. Like I'm surprised they didn't do it actually, but the the mouse, the mouse man. Well, and here's the thing: they could have still released it. They could have done it both ways. They could have had their cake and ate it too. They could have put it out on Disney Plus and released it later once COVID-19 was over with. And people would have still gone to the theaters because who yeah. doesn't want to see a movie like that in the theaters? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you would have seen uh, smaller returns, I'm sure. I think they're just hedging their bets that in November we all won't be dead. So <laughs> fingers crossed, everybody. Fingers crossed. Eternals got moved to uh, February 12th of 2021. So you know what we're going to be taking our significant others to see on Valentine's Day. Come on, girl. Let's go see Eternals. Uh, set over thousands of years, Eternals follows a band of immortals who have long stood on the sidelines of the universe's biggest conflicts. Yeah, thanks for nothing, Eternals. Yeah, seriously. Just sitting on your thumb and twirling, Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it features new MCU characters played by the star-studded lineup. Richard Madden, uh, you may know him from uh, all the Madden NFL games. He's quite famous. Kumail Nanjiani, uh, famous for... Um, Voicing that weird alien in Men in Black International. <laughs> uh, Selma Hayek. Uh, for being in that movie Dogma that Shaw really likes, and Angelina Jolie, who is famous for dating for... her brother, yeah, and having a vial of his blood as a necklace. <laughs> I forgot about the blood thing. <laughs> Ooh, gross! Uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has moved to May seventh, twenty twenty one. Shaw, another fresh introduction. Uh, Shang-Chi is the highly anticipated uh, introduction of Shang-Chi. They used introduction twice in that sentence. Terrible writing. Uh, Terrible. Which, with Simulu at the forefront, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Sorry, everybody. The film has the distinction of introducing the MCU's first Asian lead. And the reference to the Ten Rings implicates the return of the Mandarin, whose role in Iron Man 3 divided MCU fans. Quick, Shaf. Iron Man 3, good or bad, go. I said Decent. quick. Decent. Decent. That's not the... the breaking the rules, Shaf. Uh, then I'm going to say good. One of these days, bang, zoom to the moon, Shaf. <laughs> um, okay, Spider-Man 3, July 16th of 2021. Um, you know, I don't really feel like this is much different <laughs> than well, what we were going to see before. Yeah. Here's the thing about, we didn't even think that Spider-Man was happening in Phase 4. Yeah, so, like, I'm not, like, super bummed out about a pushback on that so much. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is moved to next November, November 5th, 2021. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is set to be one of the MCU's most ambitious projects yet, with early rumors hinting that this would be Marvel's first horror movie, although I don't really see that happening anymore though those rumors have been walked back uh the multiverse allows the film to travel in new creative directions and doctor strange 2 could have important connections to disney plus's wandavision series uh and is reportedly being directed by sam the ma'am raimi <laughs> so i'm gonna give that heck yeah clap. that's exciting uh thor love and thunder february 18th 2022 so we will not be seeing this on valentine's day with our significant others 
but it is coming out uh, two in two years. Now, let me tell you this, Shaf. This is some breaking news today. I don't have it on the old agenda. But Taika Watiti, director of uh, Thor Ragnarok, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll say Hollywood Sweetheart, at least according to Geek So To Speak podcast. Heck yeah. Uh, was hosting a live stream of Thor Ragnarok earlier today. And in that live stream, he revealed, that's right, that was, I almost said revealed. I'm just going to, you know what, I'm going to be as transparent as possible. I almost said revealed because I've, I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's, it's sneaking into my everyday vernacular. Honest, <laughs> honest mistake, just sashay away. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, back to the story, squirrel friends. So, uh, Taika Waititi uh, revealed a little nugget of information uh, in this live stream that Thor Love and Thunder is also going to dive a little bit into the origins of Korg. Ooh. I put up the story on Geek, so to speak, uh, the Facebook page, maybe like an hour ago. I didn't add it to the agenda because I didn't think there was much more to dive into aside from that sentence, but just a little nugget, a little nugget for you guys there. That's awesome. Uh, Black Panther 2. Ibombe! Ibombe! Uh, has been moved to... You couldn't see it, but I was doing the the Wakanda forever also. Uh, May 8th, 2022. Captain Marvel 2, July 8th, 2022. And uh, you know what? No dates after that. But let's go ahead and just... I'm going to say Blade is going to be November uh, 6th, 2022. You heard it here first, folks. November 6th, 2022, Blade. (laughs) It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Blade. Laser, blazer, little little dodgeball for you guys there. Anyway, that's the end of that. So we got a lot to look forward to, but not for another year. <laughs> At least. I'm not even <laughs> confident Black Widow's making it this year. Personally. Yeah. I mean, there's, that, that requires, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I we'll don't see. know, sir. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Next story. Next story. Next <laughs> <laughs> that was very jables of you. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> um, keeping things in the MCU. Um, but this is more speculation. Um, Ooh, but I apparently, speculation. according to a report, and this was uh, available on uh, CBR.com. Don't ask me what that stands for. I won't be able to tell you. Um, <laughs> but this article appeared there and uh, reported by Geeks Worldwide. <laughs> Uh, the, this news regarding a script for Ant-Man 3. So Paul Rudd, famous actor, also Hollywood sweetheart, according to Geek, so to speak, um, he apparently took a stab at penning this Ant-Man 3 script. Okay. Now, according to sources, it would have featured appearances by popular Marvel villain Modoc. Which is... So exciting. Um, as well as the organization AIM, uh, Advanced Idea Mechanics. Now, AIM also appeared in Iron Man 3. Um, and I would imagine it probably was sprinkled in elsewhere, but that's definitely a, a place where Aldrich Killian, uh, uh, his company, AIM, was featured. Now, this is all we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all we know about Next story. <laughs> Now, for anybody who doesn't know anything about MODOK, just briefly, he's a mutated human. He has several powers, including super intellect and psychic abilities. 
And um, there's currently an animated series starring Modoc in the works with Patton Oswalt starring and executive producing. Now, would you be excited about this, Wonder Rob, about Modoc appearing in the MCU? Because here's my thought first. Oh, here is, it comes. Oh, here it comes. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Shut I up. would personally love to see Modoc as a villain, but I would okay. say that this is a pretty hard one to sell in like a realistic fashion. <laughs> the giant floating head with little baby arms and legs. Like, I, I, it just <clears throat> screams a little too fantastical to be possible. But I want to I want to hear what, what do you think? First of all, <laughs> too fantastical. We got talking trees, talking raccoons. Yeah, but those talking are aliens. rock monsters. Those are aliens. He's not an alien. He's a he's a human or he was a human. Now he's the mental organism designed only for killing. Too fantastical is exactly what makes me want to see it. Because I would love to see exactly how they pass this off. <laughs> and I just picture a giant floating Patton Oswald head. <laughs> floating around. Uh, okay, Patton Oswald off the table. Let's just have a little bit of fun here, Shaf. Casting, oh, casting Modoc. Yeah. Who do you pick? Modoc. You know who I'm going to go? Why do you think? I'm going to throw this out there. This is going to seem like an unconventional choice. Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James, bro. Are you going Kevin James just because he's got a little bit of uh, more cushion for the pushing? Is that the situation? <laughs> Actually, I, today I discovered that Kevin James has a YouTube channel. And he's putting oh, out no. all these short films. Essentially where he's inserting himself into movies as the sound guy. So there's like, for example, the scene in Joker where Joker's dancing in the bathroom. It keeps cutting to him being the sound guy in the toilet, like being like, oh, what's going on? (laughs) 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 Trying to like hold the boom over Joaquin Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just been on my mind because I just discovered he has a YouTube channel today. Um, I like that idea. Here's another YouTube sensation that I think would be excellent in the MODOK role. Jack Black. Jables, Jables. You know, JB, excuse me, I was just watching an episode of Jablinski Games. I think it was, it's definitely one of his Red Dead Redemption episodes. I don't remember which one it was, but he was was talking about Guardians of the Galaxy very briefly. And he was like, James Gunn, you need me to be a charismatic alien? Reach (laughs) out to me. So fingers crossed, we're going to see JB in the MCU. I like I look at this picture of Modoc and I just think to myself that's that's Jack Black right now. <clears throat> that would be so funny. <laughs> Jack Black as Modoc. <laughs> I I I accept. I accept this role on behalf of Jack Black. <laughs> this is great now, news. Now, uh, we don't know anything else about this third Ant-Man film other than the main cast is expected to return. Paul Rudd Evangeline Lilly, although I've heard that they might uh, bring her role down a bit, considering she was so outspoken about not wanting to quarantine herself during COVID. Oh, man. Has she been canceled? She might have been canceled. So we'll see. But Michael Douglas, um, is he still alive? He's still alive. <laughs> Probably. His dad died. That's right. His dad died. That's right. He's still around. And uh, what was that thing ants, you told ants. me? Ants. Ants. <laughs> Ants. Ants. Remember that commercial? (laughs) Ants. 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 Ant-Man. I need you to be the Ant-Man. 
Um, anyways, uh, Peyton Reed, uh, who directed the t- first two Ant-Man films, will return to direct the third. Uh, no official release date. It will not be a phase four movie as far as we know, but um, fingers crossed on MODOK. We'll keep you posted if we hear anything more. <laughs> yeah, you'll be the first to know as soon as we know, everybody. Uh, moving on, you know what, Shaf? I'm going to straight up keep it in the MCU. Well, sort of. MCU adjacent. Ooh, okay. Now, remember remember a time before we were all stuck in our homes, Shaf? You could go, you could go to a restaurant and sit and eat. You could go to the park. You could go to the golf course. You could even go to a theme park, Shaf. I Which we did days. the week before shit hit the fan. <laughs> yes. Shout out to our uh, Disneyland uh, Galaxy's Edge episode. If you if you have a yearning for the life that we used to have, <laughs> go back and listen to our Star Wars Galaxy's Edge episode because it's good. It was episode 98, I think. Yes, uh, that sounds right. Anyway, uh, a while back we even reported on the shop that Disneyland announced that they are having... Uh, another expansion within Disney's California Adventure um, and uh, overseas, uh, uh, Disney's Avengers Campus, which is going to be uh, their first Marvel-themed lands. Well, it's been revealed, Shaf, that uh, Disney's Avengers Campus theme park exists in a divergent timeline that shares a history with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, you may be asking yourself, what does that mean? Well, it's a universe, Shaf, where the snap Never happened. <laughs> Never happened, Shaf. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. Well, well let, me, let me give you a little more detail, Shaf. Okay, so this is according to CBR, uh, which stands for Comic Book Resources, Shaf, just so you have that information. Uh, I was going to make up what it meant, but. Country Bear The Reckoning. <laughs> I don't know. That was the first one that came off the top of my head. Not my best joke. Yeah, Moving too bad on. I couldn't. Well, I thought the C was going to be. Cuckold. Because <laughs> uh, that's your favorite word. <laughs> yeah. Is there a W in there? Can we put weeb in there? Or Cuckold. Yeah, the B stands is it's the end of weeb. Cuckold weeb resources. I shouldn't have taught you the word cuckold, and I shouldn't have taught you the word weeb, and that's just what it's yeah, coming down it's, to. it's all your fault. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, uh, Disneyland's Avengers Campus will immerse theme park attendees in the world of Marvel Cinematic Universe with one key difference. Thanos' Avengers Infinity War snap never happened. So, uh, Dan Fields, the creative director of Disney Parks Live Entertainment, told uh, comicbook.com, Quote, this campus exists in the real world, and therefore, those heroes are here and keep an eye on us, keep us all safe. There's no apocalyptic, 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 fourth time's a charm, apocalyptic snap happening in this campus. Um, so obviously, Shaf, I don't need to explain to you or the listeners of Geek, so to speak, that in Infinity War, Thanos successfully gathered all six Infinity Stones and snapped half the heroes out. Well, that's something that didn't happen here. Uh, but in the Avengers Campus lore, Shaf, the lore of Avengers Campus, Iron Man is very much alive and he is sporting a brand new Mark 80 armor, uh, at least according to Jillian Pagan. Uh, the story lead for Avengers Campus, and staff writer of Walt Disney Imagineering. Uh, She also said that this uh, park 
land takes place in a divergent timeline, like I said, and has a shared history with the films. She went on to say, We live in a version of the multiverse where there are some characters who did not sacrifice themselves for us. They are alive and well, and now welcome you to it. Um, so what do you think of that, Shop? What do you think of this, uh, this timeline uh, um, story of Disney's Avengers Campus? I think it makes a lot of sense because... Otherwise, there is a logistical question of how does Iron Man, you know, exist in terms of like in the parks, like who would be playing him if he's apparently dead in the MCU. But I I think diverging from that does now like you have to explain it like (laughs) like it it warrants explanation now. Oh, no, the snap didn't happen. Thanos isn't isn't here at all. This isn't five years later. (laughs) so, I mean, I, I like it. It's certainly the hopeful uh, side of things. Um, <clears throat> and it's the Disney park, so there's not going to be anything negative. There's not going to be like a overarching villain that triumphs over the good guys. So in that respect, it makes it makes sense to me. I mean, I don't have a big issue with it. I don't think it's going to open on July 18th. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, well, that was going to be my next point, Shaf. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you went there. Uh, it's reported that it is scheduled to open this July 18th. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) we'll see. I'll knock on wood. You know what? I'll go ahead and and give a a commemorative knock on wood right now. Look good. Feel good. That was my knock on wood. And I don't know if you can hear my tummy rumbling. Also, I haven't had dinner yet. Going to order a pizza after this. Um, Oh, dang. But so, yeah, that's that's the skinny on Disney's Avengers Campus. More to come on that. Very exciting. Very exciting. What well, else? We're going to flip gears here. We're going to move more into the video game side Ooh, of, of things. Hell yeah. We have a fair amount of, of stories related to video games. Now, this Thank particular goodness. story is sort of a, a nice um, uh, palate cleanser, if you will, before we dive deep into the video game. So this pertains to Nintendo, but not mm-hmm. in the way that you think. So uh, oftentimes we're talking about video games related to Nintendo. Now, this is actually a time when some, one of my favorite things combines with one of my other favorite things. Uh-oh. What Lego is and Super Mario. Oh, I should have guessed, Shav. <laughs> should have guessed. They, as we've uh, mentioned on a previous episode of the podcast, they did announce that the Super Mario Lego sets are launching in uh, this August. They will not be affected by COVID-19. <laughs> Which is good because we all need Legos while we're on house arrest. Um, <laughs> on the 1st of August, uh, it's the Mario Starter Course, which is going to be retailing at approximately, 50, well, I'll just say 60 bucks. Um, and the uh, Piranha Plant Power Slide Expansion Set will be like 30 bucks. And then oh, the Bowser's Castle Boss battle expansion set will be a hundred dollars. Ooh, that's how they get you shot. Yeah. Now officially they're calling this the Lego super Mario adventures. Mm-hmm. Now, as you may have seen some of the pictures, Mario has LCD screens built into his belly, into his eyeballs and into his mouth. So it, he can convey various things. And also when you place him on certain blocks, those blocks have different actions and will have him react differently to that. So you can collect coins in the game. You can defeat enemies in the, in this particular game. It's a very, I hate to say it, unusual Lego set. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, pre-orders do not appear to be live yet. As far as we know, 
Um, but the little uh, brief that came from the company's website indicated this, that fans will be able to begin exploring the fun-packed Lego Super Mario universe with the Adventures with Mario starter course. Now, this entry point set uh, to the world of Lego Super Mario is needed to unlock expansion sets and features seven action bricks for different interactions with the Lego Mario figure that are only included in this set. So basically you can't get the other sets and hope to get Mario. So if you want to get Mario, you're going to have to get that first set. That's 60 bucks, 60 bucks. There's also going to be a special Lego super Mario mobile app released by the Lego group. And this will be like a supporting feature to keep track of your scores, encourage rebuilding. It also gives some digital instructions and has some other creative ways to build and play. All of these uh, particular levels will be able to connect to each other to make like an ultra level. <laughs> yeah. Now, Babe, don't bother me. I'm making an ultra level. <laughs> I will say the figures look pretty dang adorable. <laughs> the Goomba. They, they had you on board before they even said anything. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Like... But it's true. But like, I, there's no way I could put that kind of money towards some of these sets. I could see myself getting the starter set just to have Mario. Here's how you but do it. But I think it. I would end it there. I don't think I would go further on. Here's what you do. Okay. How much is that? The, the Bowser set? You said it's a hundred bucks. Yes. Right. Okay. Here's what you do. Shaf. I'm going to give you a little, a little trick, a little parenting trick. That's going to save you money. That's going to blow your mind. And I'm being, I'm, I'm just, I can't, <laughs> I can't stress this enough. You got to flip your baby's diapers inside out after one side's used. Because then you get double the diapers, you're spending less money on diapers, and you got more money for Legos. That's That's like parenting 101, my man. That's parenting 102, even. Yeah. I'll I'll say it again. When your baby poops its diaper, (laughs) you got to just flip it. And then you can get, dude, you can actually get four uses out of it because you flip it inside out, right? And you put it on. And then when your baby poops again, you just turn it, you know, (laughs) uh, 180 degrees, put it back on. And then when your baby poops again, just flip it back out, put it back on. You use all four sides. You know, I've learned something about you uh, today. Your family is a recycling family. (laughs) You guys He'll uh, eat the guys, trash. Yeah, you guys like to get more uses. You guys like to get more uses out of things. That's right, man. That's how you do it. You're welcome. Oh man. Um Lego and Nintendo have shown off other characters that will be available, including Bowser, Bowser Jr., and Yoshi. So uh if you're interested, pre-orders, I think are available for the starter kit, but not for any of the other sets, those expansion sets. So uh, if you're interested, go for it. That starter kit includes 231 pieces, which let's just do the math here because um, I always like to see, you know, is Lego really raping you uh, in your wallet? Uh, (laughs) Not if you're willing. If you're buying it, you're not getting it. You're not getting raped, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. The willing. Uh, 231 pieces divided by 60 bucks. Oh, $3.85 per piece. Now, if you go onto Lego's website and buy an individual piece, they are like pennies on the dollar. So just putting that out there, this is very expensive set for how many pieces are in it. Can't wait to buy it. 
I'll probably buy at least the opening set and that Bowser set because that Bowser set looks good. And I absolutely 100% will not play with it in its intended purpose. It's going no. right on the shelf. Yeah, it's exactly. It's going to be a display. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it, you guys. Okay, so let's move on for another video game story. Let's go uh, something a little more gruesome, a little more gross, a little more scary even, Shaf. I'm talking about Resident Evil. <laughs> evil. I put the own my own reverb on it because we'll never remember where I said that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, so there are some big, big, big Resident Evil uh, leaks coming out Shaw, for Resident Evil 8. Now, first and foremost, listeners, uh, I am the horror game enthusiast of this duo. Uh, Shaw, not so much. <laughs> no, I don't like being scared. <laughs> Meanwhile, I love it. I love it. Um, that Resident Evil 7 in the VR helmet. Well, let me tell you a quick story. When, Way back when, so I want to say it was 2016 maybe is when Resident Evil um, 7 came out. I might be wrong on that. It might have been 2017. But anyway, they put out a demo first. And you know your boy played that demo. And immediately after my first death, I grabbed my controller, I calmly walked out of the room, walked into the kitchen, and threw my controller in the trash. <laughs> in the kitchen. And then and then your son ate it. <laughs> he wasn't alive back then. My dog ate it. <laughs> Come on, Shop. Um, it was a it's it's a spoopy game. Resident Evil is spoopy, and of course uh, there's some new rumors of the much anticipated Resident Evil 8. So let me just let me just hit you with some of those real quick. Shaf, tell me what you think of these. According to the newest rumor about Resident Evil, uh, which has been collaborated by many sources, even though that doesn't really mean anything, Resident Evil 8 will have the subtitle of Village, and will use the V and the LL in Village to highlight the Roman numeral of 8. That's classy right there, first of all. Uh, meanwhile, in another additional leak that mentions that Ethan Winters, who was the protagonist Shaw of Resident Evil 7, will return as the protagonist of Resident Evil 8, uh, which will take place in Europe. Uh, alongside Ethan will reportedly be Chris Redfield Shaw. He's still in this? Apparently, dude. Jeez. Apparently, uh, but not his sister, the master of unlocking Jill. That's a call. Jill Valentine's his sister? No. <laughs> anyway, I got ahead of myself on the joke I wanted to make. Corrections department, no need to write a letter. Um, anyway, Chris Redfield will apparently play an important part in the game, and though it sounds like he may be a bad guy, uh, beyond these details, it's also noted that the game will use the Resident Evil 7 uh, style UI, which stands for user interface, alongside the Resident Evil 4 inventory system. Lastly... And this is where this really comes in handy, Shaf. There's a mention of a new enemy type dubbed The Witch, who will be similar to Marguerite Baker from Resident Evil 7, uh, except she operates with insects, even though that seems pretty similar to Marguerite. Let me tell you about Marguerite, Shaf. Actually, I'm just going to give you a really tiny, fast synopsis of Resident Evil 7, or at least the setup. That way, what I'm about to say makes sense. Okay. You're Ethan. You stumble upon <coughs> an old rundown cabin in the woods. In the woods, in this cabin, is a hillbilly family, uh, an, a mom in her 60s, uh, a, a dad in her 60s, uh, a definitely a dumb, inbred hick, 
son, a grandma who only just sits in her chair and follows you with her eyes no matter where you're at in the room, and she'll just show up. Like, you'll, you'll walk down a hallway way on the other side of the, the house, and you'll turn around, and there's the, the weird-ass grandma just sitting oh in the gosh. wheelchair. Jump-scaring you. But Marguerite was the mom, and there's a, there's a level in the game where you're going through uh, their, like, boathouse, and she's in there, and she knows you're in there, and essentially she's, like, walking, like, her rounds around the house looking for you. And if she spots you, if she even sees you, she throws bees at you from her vagina. And <laughs> no, I'm. I might be exaggerating that a little bit. It might have been her butt, <laughs> but and she later on grows like long ass limbs and stuff. Anyways, it was a very tense moment of the game, and so now they're taking this tense boss battle type moment and just making it a normal enemy in the game. So I'm very much looking forward to this. <laughs> Why? Why are you looking forward to this? this sounds I awful. love Resident Evil, man, and I just this love spooky like, games. I just uh, love it. I get I get engrossed in the scenario. Jeez. Uh so yeah, Bees so that's out of her vagina. <laughs> with a B. <bee. laughs> uh again, it's been two or three years since I played Resident Evil 7, so it might it might be coming from her mouth. <laughs> but vagina is the first thing that came into my mind. <laughs> All right, moving on. What else do you got? That's All enough right, Resident well, Evil. Yeah, let's let's get away from the scary and let's let's go back to the 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 comfy, the cozy, if you will. Uh, Animal Crossing, oh, uh, near Animal and dear Crossing. to our hearts. Um, for those that are currently playing it, y- you've probably met uh, the the bunny on the island. Um, and let me tell you, Zipper, I think his name right, Zipper? <laughs> Who knows? I've actually only seen this bunny. Oh, excuse me, I almost burped into the microphone. I've only seen him <laughs> once yeah, on my island. <laughs> So, who knows what his name is? So, yeah, Zipper appeared on April 1st, and uh, his appearance uh, coincided with the beginning of the Bunny Day event, which is a non-denominational version of Easter on Animal Crossing. Now, this event lasts from the 1st through April 12th, so thankfully, after this weekend, it will be no more. But, for all of us that have been playing this game since it came out, uh, back in uh, March 20th, I believe, um, <laughs> we've been dealing with an enormous, an enormous amount of eggs. This particular event has you collecting six different kinds of eggs, sky eggs, lake eggs, stone eggs, earth eggs. Um, I'm missing a couple. I don't Whatever. know. Whatever. Leaf eggs. Eggs there's, everywhere. There's, yeah, there's all sorts of eggs and it's basically just taking up all your pocket space. But there's so many eggs that it's happening to overwrite things that you would want to get. Like instead of fishing for a fish, you get an egg instead of, of using your ax on a tree to get wood, you get an egg instead of shooting down a balloon. that's supposed to have a DIY recipe or something. You get an egg. Uh, it, the eggs are overrun. They have taken over the islands, and um, let me tell you, video game players are not happy about it. It is a big pain point, and Nintendo listened. Uh, Nintendo's been putting out patch after patch on this game just in the past few weeks because they've been listening, and I love this. They've been listening to the fans, listening to the players who have things to say and, and are not happy about a certain feature, and they go in and they fix it. They change it. 
And so just the other day, uh, posted on April 6th, they nerfed the egg uh, appearances to be less. Now, they didn't say how, like, taking it from what to what. So we don't know those, those, those numbers, but they did say that you will see a significantly less amount of eggs out in the wild. Now, Wonder Rob, you've been playing the game consistently just like yeah. I have. Have you seen the eggs uh, dial back? No. Now, <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> let, let's frame this, though. Did you download the update? Are you updated? Um, as far as I know, yes, because typically what will happen is I'll get a little notification that there's an update. And I'll go ahead and just boot into it. Okay. So okay. as far as I know, yes, I'm updated. So any of our listeners, if you haven't done the update yet, then uh, please do that because that's going to help guarantee that you get a little bit less. But thankfully, after this weekend, it won't be a problem. Um, but uh, for those of us that have been dealing with since April 1st, oh God, please let these eggs be done with. And for the future events, when Rob and I have talked about this, I think we're both in agreement. Give us the option to opt out if we don't want to take part in these events and at any takes, time too. Yeah. So like, at least let me, let me dip my toes in it. If it's something I like. Okay. But if I dip my toes in it and I'm like, Oh, I don't need, how many times am I going to find four leaf clovers when I shake a tree <laughs> or something like that? Uh, let me, <laughs> let me opt out. Let me, let me get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for those that are currently playing it, the eggs have been adjusted, but that's only going to last through April 11th. April 12th is the last day of the event. It's also considered bunny day. And that is when eggs are easier to collect. Now, if you're having troubles catching a certain type of egg that you need for a DIY recipe for any of their God awful, ugly <laughs> DIY recipes related Ugh. to bunny day, um, then it's okay because zipper will actually zipper the bunny will take what you have and he can convert that egg into an egg that you need. So make sure to collect as much as you can. That way you can barter with him and negotiate a different type of egg out of it. So you can craft <laughs> I, what you need. I collect all the eggs, but you know I go to Nook's Cranny and I sell those son bitches. You sell the eggs? <laughs> if I, yeah, I don't want, do you I get don't anything, want anything to do with anything? it. What'd you say? Are they worth anything on that game? They get a couple bells. <laughs> I got a house to pay for. I'm building bridges, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know what's funny to me? Not related to to Bunny Day, but related to Animal Crossing in general. Remember, longtime listeners of Geeks, so to speak, will remember this. Shaf had a Fortnite phase. And during that <laughs> Fortnite phase, nothing wrong with Fortnite. I don't play it personally, but nothing wrong with it, I guess. But every week we would have a Fortnite-related news story. Because Oshaf was in his Fortnite face. <laughs> and now I'm thinking, like, we've, we've talked to Animal Crossing three weeks in a row. <laughs> is this going to be, like, our consistent thing? Like, is this the new Fortnite for our show, Animal yeah, Crossing? Yeah, I think you, you made a very keen observation, and I think, yes, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, here, last bit of geek news before uh, we move on to our main subject this week. Uh, Sony revealed a, a little bit of tidbits uh, via its upcoming... PlayStation 5. Okay, it didn't release the information via the PlayStation 5, but it did release information regarding the PlayStation 5. So last Tuesday, Sony shared details uh, about the controller that will be in your sweaty hands once uh, the PlayStation 5 hits the market. So uh, we're obviously an audio podcast. You can't see the controller that I'm describing, but the best way to describe it, Shaf, is a <laughs> meme that I saw. If you think about Captain America in his... Stealth suit, 
from Captain America the Winter Soldier versus Captain America in his time-traveling suit in Avengers Endgame. Just picture those two things side by side. That's what the old controller and the new controller look like. Uh, That's the best way I can describe it. This is very accurate. Uh, Sony shared images and details of its DualSense controller for the PlayStation 5, uh, continuing that the dual, quote-unquote, naming uh, convention is uh, alive and intact, and it's emphasizing touch sensitivity, and it essentially put out a lengthy blog post about the features and the design inspiration. Um, I'm not going to really, excuse me, I'm not going to read that whole thing to you because we've only got an hour and a half. Well, uh, a little behind the scenes. We shoot for an hour and a half. <laughs> Sometimes we end up going two hours. <laughs> um, but it's all, we always say every week, just an hour and a half this week, right? <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> the DualSense controller is rounder than the PlayStation. Pla- oh, God. I'm ruining it, Jav. I'm just making the, the episode longer. The, the, the DualSense controller is rounder than past PlayStation paddles and has an adaptive trigger which can be adjusted to increase or decrease the sensitivity. Uh, the rumble technology you know and love from the controllers from the past is replaced by haptic feedback uh, and the same design elements from the PS4 controller remain. You know what's uh, interesting? Mm-hmm. That sentence about whether it could be increase or decrease sensitivity, you may as well be talking about condoms. I mean, oh no. It's the same marketing. <laughs> dual sense. I think I've even seen dual sense as a, a, a type of Trojan, if I'm not mistaken. The Trojan dual sense, which can adjust the and increase or decrease the sensitivity of your erection or the inside of her vagina. <laughs> wow. So you don't get stung by bees. Let me tell you, <laughs> you were a little too familiar with that uh, that spiel you just said, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to move on. Uh, for the buttons, you'll notice there's no longer a share button, uh, but it's not going away. They've built essentially a, uh, a create button feature. So create is pioneering, and this is their words, pioneering new ways for players to create epic gameplay content to share with the world. So essentially, it's, it's very similar to the screenshot button they have on your Nintendo Switch. Uh, DualSense also adds in a built-in microphone, which will enable players to easily chat with their friends without a headset. Finally. Uh, It says, ideal for jumping into a quick conversation. Uh, But of course, if you're planning to chat for a longer period, it does have a headphone jack, and you should have headphones handy. So... That's that. Not not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, it is just a picture of a controller after all, but it does look good. It looks mighty sexy if you ask me, and I'm looking forward to getting my grubby little hands all over its knobs and buttons. I would probably get it, but first a TV would probably be a good idea. Uh, yeah, that's true. Or just get yourself a PlayStation 5, and then you'll say to yourself, I have to get a TV because I bought the PlayStation 5. Yeah, the TV you... will cost less than the PlayStation 5. That's true. Probably about 500 uh, well, that's on the low end, 500. It might be as high as 800, uh, what everybody's speculating. Ugh. A lot of different sources. Again, there's no real hard evidence that it will or will not be a, a particular price. It's just a lot of a lot of speculation. So, well, we'll end it on that. We'll end it on that. Good, good geek news, everybody. <laughs> good geek news. Good geek news segment. So uh, let's do this, Shaf. Let's take a quick break. We'll tell these guys where they can find us on social media, and then when we get back, we will discuss Disney Pixar's Onward, if it's something that you should be watching if you have uh, deep-seated daddy issues, or 
if it's uh, something you should pass on. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. So we'll be right back. Hey, gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here, too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shock celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geek of oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. That's right, we are back talking about Disney's and Pixar's Onward. Um, this movie just debuted on, um, well, it debuted on March 6th in theaters, digitally on March 20th, and then streaming on Disney Plus on April 3rd. Uh, Wonder Rob and I, um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna mince words. We neither of us were super jazzed about <laughs> checking this out. But, you know, um, I was actually more in, excited to see it than Wonder Rob was. And um, I suggested and, and I was like, you know, those hanging fruit, we could we could watch this for the next episode. It's it just came out on Disney Plus. And wait, and, uh, wait, wait, like, wait, 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 everybody. Hold on. <laughs> just so everybody's clear on this. We don't always go after the lowest hanging fruit. No, no. But, but this week we did. <laughs> yeah, this week we You know what? Quarantine is affecting us all in unique ways. And with the limitation of new content out there, we're sort of having to get creative. And uh, this is one of those instances of getting creative, but also... It's relevant. For, it's relevant yeah. to the show. So it's it still relevant. counts. It's relevant to the show. It's also uh, relevant in terms of timeliness. It's uh, It just came out on Disney+. Plus. So, Yeah, there you go. There you go, Chef. So uh, you got Onward. Let me let me hit you with some facts, like I likes to do, with do uh, anytime we're reviewing a movie. So uh, you mentioned it came out March sixth in theaters, uh, digitally on the twentieth, and then uh, last third of April is when it came out on Disney Plus. Uh, quite a bit of people on my timeline, my my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Facebook. Uh, I don't want I don't want to exaggerate too much, but I'll say shitting their pants that this movie was out. <laughs> so a lot of people were looking forward to this, being able to get their, their eyeballs on it. Uh, in the short amount of time, Shaf, that this movie was in theaters, well, it made $39 million on its opening weekend, and it made $61 million domestically within that, like, three-week period <laughs> that it was uh, in theaters. <clears throat> it made $41 million overseas, so roughly $103 million and change worldwide, against a budget of $135 million. So... Safe to say it didn't really make its money back in theaters. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me for digital releases and streaming, how much people are paying for that. But maybe more people are signing up for Disney Plus because Onward's on there. I mean, it wouldn't get me to subscribe. <laughs> but maybe more people are doing it. So I'm sure they'll make that money back eventually. Uh, but of course, this is a, a crazy circumstance, Chef. Um, 
currently on Rotten Tomatoes. It's sitting with a cool 88%. It is certified fresh, uh, but it has a 95% audience rating from everybody who uh, is frequents that website. So a lot of people like the Onward Shop. I know our, our uh, resident corrections department, Darth Vibbert, well, he was uh, creaming his jeans over this one. Uh, so I'm sure he is thrilled that we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Darth Vibbert, our corrections department. Okay, so we have Onward, Shaf, Onward, Onward, Onward. So the you mentioned that this is a Disney Pixar's latest movie, uh, directed by Dan Skelton, whoever that is. Writers, Dan Skelton, stars Tom Holland, your boy Chris Pat, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, I'm looking through the cast here right now because I was curious. I didn't get a chance to look through who was in this, uh, but you'll be pleased to know that Tracy Ullman is in this, Shaf, as Grecklin. Uh, the pawn shop owner. So oh, just sense. very briefly, Ali Wong, uh, who my wife loves. So I, offer some love gore. Oh, well, wait, my wife or Ali Wong? Um, awkward. Um, both. <laughs> That's okay. fair. You know what? That's fair. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the premise of this movie, Shaf, is that uh, in one time you had elves, you had ogres, you had cyclopses, you had unicorns, and every mythical uh, being in between uh, were ruling the world, uh, casting their magic, shooting their, their, their spells left and right. Uh, but along came the invention of the light bulb in this magical time. And then before we knew it, modern technology sets in, magic technology sets out and now we are uh, essentially in the world that we're in now minus actual humans but inhabited by elves ogres cyclopses and uh, anything in between centaurs even so that's where the story picks up we we meet tom holland's tom holland's character ian lightfoot and chris pratt tom holland's character's older brother barley lightfoot um who uh, well, you find out early on in the movie that their father had passed away before Ian, and that's Tom Holland's character, was born. Chris Pratt's character has uh, three, if you don't count one particular memory, memories of his dad. And on their 16th birthday, well, Tom Holland's 16th birthday, is revealed that their dad left a secret present for them in the attic. It is a magic wand with a phoenix crystal and a special spell that will bring back their dad for one day, for 24 hours. And when the sun sets after that 24 hours, he will disappear again. Of course, the spell doesn't go correctly, and they're stuck with the, just the lower half, some would say the best half, <laughs> of their dad. And they go on a quest to find another Phoenix Crystal, because they broke theirs, to get their dad back for that short, short, short amount of time. And hijinks ensue. <laughs> so that's 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 the uh, the premise of this movie, Shaf. So uh, I'll yes. give you first crack at this movie, Shaf. What'd you think? This movie is totally meh. Oh, sick burn on it's onward. It's completely meh. It let is me, so average. Before you continue, let let the record show that I was convinced you were going to say you loved it. I totally thought you were going to say you loved it. <laughs> I just had that in my mind. I had no evidence, 
because you didn't tell me anything about the movie after you watched it. But I just had it in my mind that you were going to love it. Okay, continue, continue. Yeah, um, I, I really wanted to like this. I, I, I like the concept uh, of it being like, um, like the fantasy realm brought to modern day. Like, I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, I like the idea of like a brother's quest. Um, but I just feel like it really wasn't implemented well. And probably my biggest issue overall is <laughs> the poor kid. Oh man. Oh, real quick. Spoilers. <laughs> we are going <laughs> to spoil this. <laughs> oh, Whoa. did we not say that? Ooh. <laughs> should I, should I re-record? I should re-record. Why don't you, that. let me make a note. Seven minutes. Oh no, I actually lost count. I was going to say, why don't you just bleep it? <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's no, too late. I'm... You've already said it. Whatever. <laughs> hold on, hold on. No, I, I can add it. I can fix it. Okay. Okay. So uh, for right. you listeners, you didn't hear what Shaf said, but we are officially spoiling it from this point out. So moving forward, these are spoilers. Unless, of course, Shaf forgets to bleep what he said. <laughs> and then you heard it. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows what's really going to happen by the time this episode is produced? All right. So... Yeah, so um, Disney and Pixar, they always do play with your heartstrings, but... They try to get you, man. They try to get you, but in the end, there is always, like, a a heartwarming um, conclusion that really, like, wraps things up for the characters nicely. Except for this movie. (laughs) It doesn't wrap things up well for everyone, only some of them. And I personally think that only one showing... of them actually. What's that? <laughs> only one of them. Only Chris Pratt's character. That's true. Barley Lightfoot, in regards to what you said, which if uh, it was bleeped, they don't know. So you said that only one person got to meet their dad. <laughs> well, here's my thing is like, since we're talking spoilers, I want to go straight to the ending. Okay. Let's do it. <sighs> it's out of order. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm doing it. So it's fine. Talk about it. Tell him. Tell him. Uh, the 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 mom character, Mama Lightfoot, played by Julia Louis Dreyfus, did a great job. By the way, voice acting in this movie is one of the positive things. I thought that they did a great job voice acting wise uh, for this movie. Mm-hmm. That being said, for Mama Lightfoot to have already known, lived with, married, dated, had ch- children with, she had did not need to see her husband again. Although that would have been really nice. It would have been a nice way to wrap things up, to have a family reunion. Okay. Let me pause here because I'll forget to make this point later. The first thing I thought of when the kids were talking, were making their lists about when dad gets back, we're going to throw the ball. We're going to laugh. We're going to go on a walk. We're going to do this and that. And of course, Chris Pratt's character had a whole list of things too. The thing that kept running through my mind every time they would talk about the list, I was like, what about your mom? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, she hasn't seen her husband in 16 years. Uh, they're going to need at least an hour <laughs> if you catch my drift. <laughs> at, at least. So they were I being mean, very and, selfish. And all, that came, all that came back was his bottom half, which is all she really needed. Like I so. said, the best half, <laughs> some would say. <laughs> So, 
Um, <laughs> so, but on, on my end of things, what I'm saying is that she, of all of the characters, did not need to get a reunion with her husband. Barley, it made sense. But for poor, uh, what's the main character's name? Ian Lightfoot. But for poor Ian, the dude has never met his father, only gets a chance to interact with his bottom half. Yeah. And then has to watch through a, a, like rubble, like peek through a stone, like a bunch of stones that have fallen on the ground. Rubble. Yeah. And watch as his older brother gets to see his father again. Because his his older brother lived with his father. Uh, Pixar, what the fuck are you doing? You're mad, dude. He's mad. It's so stupid. And how are we supposed to have any um, uh, attachment to a character that is strictly penis, balls, and legs? Seriously, like, what is the point? Like, how are we supposed to have any emotional attachment to that character? Yes, it's the dad. Are they supposed to, I don't know, bond with dad's butt? Like, I mean, like, what? That's what what the whole point was. They were were trying to get to the, the, the Phoenix gym so they could bond with their dad. Yeah, but, and here's the thing. Like, that quest took way too long. It was a long quest. This movie... Uh, rolls in at uh, an hour 42 minutes, hour 41 minutes. It's a long movie. It feels longer than that. (laughs) The pacing is a little off in some areas. I'll agree with you there. Absolutely Um, agree. The idea that he is 16 years old and has zero friends, but doesn't seem like a screw up at all. Like Ian doesn't really seem like that much of a weirdo. In fact, Barley is seemingly more of the social outcast than Ian. But the difference is, is that Barley don't give a heck. No, he doesn't. He's like, he's running around with a sword. (laughs) He's embarrassing his brother. And that's sort of the impression that I got that he just didn't care that he was embarrassing his brother. Yeah. Now, I don't know. There's a lot of like minor characters that have like, there's a whole subplot with the mom and the manticore Mm -hmm. and it seemed so unnecessary. Like to have so much time focused on them, the, the, the pixies like focusing on them. I really didn't like this movie. (laughs) Wow. What'd your, uh, what's your girl think? She was also, she kept looking at me like, ugh. Why and at the end, she this? she even said meh, too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no we kidding. were very much in agreement. We were both just trying to get through it. Like, it was a chore to watch this movie, Holy which should never be the case for a Disney Pixar movie. Never. Well, I don't, I don't get hyped as much as some other people when it comes to Disney Pixar movies or just animated movies in general because, although... Animated movies will have their moments. Like, this movie had its moments. Other Pixar movies have their their fun moments. And again, this is just my opinion here. But I also know walking into, especially a Disney Pixar movie, that I am walking into a situation where they're going to try to get me to cry. They're going to try to pull on those heartstrings. And while that may be entertaining to some, Darth Vibbert, Corrections Department. Again, nothing wrong with that. I'm just using him as an example. 
And I'm going to use you as an example, Shaf, right here. It's the same way that the scary content, the scary video games, I really get a kick out of, but you don't particularly find it. Like, it's not something that you would seek out. But yeah, you might have fun playing the game, but it's not something you would seek out. That's how I would like to explain that. So I don't really get super duper hyped over animated movies or Pixar movies, unless it's like a franchise that I know I'm going to like, like Toy Story, you know, something I grew up with. So I wasn't super duper hyped on, on watching this movie. That being said, I didn't hate it. I don't think I disliked it as much as you did, Shaf. Uh, <laughs> but I, w- I wouldn't like put it in like my top five films of the year so far. Or anything like that. It'll be interesting what we think of this when uh, uh, the 2020 Geeky Awards <laughs> come rolling around. Well, well, once we've sat on this movie for a little while. Um, I liked Chris Pratt's character. Me too. I, Chris Pratt, he plays virtually the same character in everything he does. Yeah. Uh, and, and nothing wrong with that because he's good at it. I mean, in Parks and Rec, uh, Star-Lord... Jurassic Park, even though you don't particularly like Jurassic Park, but he's still the same character in those. Uh, the Lego movie and this. Like, he's just that sort of, like, man-child, goofy sort of character. And so he he pulls that off really well. Uh, Tom Holland was fine. Nothing wrong with his voice acting or anything like that, but just, like, the character. He was definitely real milk toast. I guess, is the a good word to, to describe him. I didn't find myself really laughing or even super duper smiling over things he was doing versus Chris Pratt's character. Um, but I liked their dynamic, the, the older brother, younger brother, goofy older brother. They do look like, I mean, they do sound like brothers and they do, um, knowing how they've acted on, you know, in the MCU movies together, uh, and seeing like the behind the scenes stuff of them voice acting together and seeing like interviews with them, they definitely look like two people who really enjoy each other's company. And it does come forward that they have this sort of brotherly love. Like it doesn't, it, it, it's portrayed well. So that's the one, one bonus, one plus side of this movie is the brotherly aspect of it does work. I also really liked just the, the premise, the premise that, you know, magic existed and, Modern technology kicked in and sort of kicked magic out, but all these mythical creatures were running around. The um, the dad, shoot, I forgot his name. The stepdad. So Ian Ian Lightfoot's stepdad, or or mom's boyfriend or whatever it was, is a centaur. So he'd be like, "How are you doing? Hardly working." Like that dumb joke. <laughs> but like his character, it it was super dumb. <laughs> but I don't know. It made me laugh. His character made me laugh. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus I thought was fine as the mom I don't think she had a whole lot of standout moments um, short of the very beginning where she uh, was fighting with Barley and she flipped him over his shoulder like that that made me laugh Um, so you didn't like the manticore you weren't I kind of liked the manticore I liked that premise that this this evil like or not evil but this very deadly uh tough to to mess with mythical beast ends, ends up running a fast food chain yeah i mean i like the subversion funny of to that me. yeah but i don't know just to me i think i'm me, just i'm focusing on the things i like just to start just so it's not like let's just shit on onward no no that's fair that's fair <laughs> well, all right, I'll, I'll switch gears i'll talk about the things i did like um 
Then we'll I shit on Onward. Can't think <laughs> we'll of anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, I will say this. Um, I'm looking at some of the trivia on IMDb related to Onward, and that's kind of helping me appreciate some aspects of this because, for instance, the character of uh, Officer Specter, who's played mm-hmm. by Lena Waith, um, this is the character that there are, like, I think that the moms against gays or whatever, there's some like group, hate group of, of mothers that have tried to get this movie banned. Uh, oh yeah. Because they had a, a very gay and pat gay in passing is how I would describe it. Yeah. Character. It's almost, you, you, it's almost a blink and you miss it. Cause it's such, it's just a throwaway line. It, um, but her character uh, talks about, her girlfriend's daughter mm-hmm. implying that they're in a, a, a homosexual relationship. And it's like, first of all, it's no big thing. It's 2020. Um, and so Disney tried to, to insert this line, uh, in a very nonchalant way, very subtle, just get it, get it, uh, get it out there without making a big deal about it. And the characters don't even respond in a way that would be like, girlfriend with you are you gay or something <laughs> like they don't yeah which you're is right great. and so that's a i think that's a very positive point um also i found this out that that particular line was improvised so uh, originally in the script it was apparently husband so my husband's daughter yeah i mean it's it's great to have representation i mean i can't even pretend or you know try to imply that I have that I can relate to the the troubles and tribulations of the, the modern gay American uh, but I know that representation is is super important and so it's it's good that these things happen but I've seen online that even just like again just with the the LGBTQ community that even just in passing that oh I have a girlfriend I have a boyfriend or like um, that scene in Avengers Endgame where uh the Russo director who had a cameo just, you know, offhandedly mentioned that, you know, he was dating somebody that this is like really just a stepping stone into having modern gay culture be, you know, represented in, in modern media. So I'm glad. And it doesn't need to be a big deal because it really doesn't matter. It doesn't. Um, Obviously they're not going to, dive into every character's sexual orientation, not to get off on a whole gay, straight, bi, trans thing, but it really shouldn't, doesn't. It just means to be great characters, and if they're gay, they're gay, if they're trans, they're trans, or whatever. So good on you, Disney, for putting the right step forward. For um, other things I liked, I liked that final battle with the dragon. Uh, I thought that was pretty clever, uh, the way that they used... Um, parts of the school and then like the dragon's face was the the painting that's on the wall of the school yeah that was pretty funny that was pretty funny um and also just his use of spells it was very clever like in terms of like magical combat i I thought that was uh pretty engaging i and i i felt like he had pretty much mastered magic pretty quickly (laughs) yeah you gotta believe it from your heart's fire dude from your heart's fire (laughs) <laughs> That's what they say from your heart's fire. Um, on the negatives of this movie, I uh, agree with you in the sense that it f- it felt a little long-winded. There were times where I could feel the urge to grab my phone and start looking at it, where that would come up. Uh, probably mainly during the 
the cutaways when it was uh, Ian's mom and um, shoot, why did I just forget her name? I ju- we were just <coughs> talking about it. The Manticore, where the the scenes between Ian's mom and the Manticore, where they're like running after, like those seemed a little stale to me and just sort of stopped the pace of the movie. Um, but like I said, it's it was just sort of what I expected, I guess, in terms of. I, I walked into this movie blind. I didn't watch a single trailer for this movie again because I wasn't hyped over the movie. But you know, once you're you get the ball rolling, okay, they're they're trying to resurrect their dad so they can see him, and little by little is is coming up that you know, Chris Pratt's character has negative a negative memory of it, their dad, and Ian has none. I was able to put two and two together before the movie ended that. Ian probably wasn't going to meet his dad. And then that's what happened. Yeah. And so, I mean, not that it's bad storytelling necessarily, but because I don't, I don't really think it's bad storytelling, but I did, you know, jump to a conclusion about what I thought was going to happen. And it did. Well, um, here's the other, and, and kind of talking about that, here's the other issue I have is even if Ian wasn't going to get to meet his dad, and even if it was important that Barley instead be the one who gets to see his dad for one last time. Why are we left as the audience to only be watching it from Ian's point of view? Well, he's the main character. Yeah, but that's, there's still a side storyline involving the mom and the manticore that doesn't have Ian. So it's not Ian's point of view, the entire movie. Yeah. So that was a choice. Like, uh, to try to pull your heartstrings, man, they were trying to get you to cry. Yeah, like that's Pixar 101, in, 102. In addition to denying Ian the chance to see his father again, they denied or to see his father at all. They denied the audience the opportunity to see the dad. Yeah, you only really see him in pictures. I don't think you got a good look at him. No. Because they showed a picture of him, I remember, like in the the closing credits or the closing scene. He's got like this beard and like glasses, I think, and and sort of a hipstery dad sort of haircut. And I was like, I don't remember seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he pulled by but then again you only see the back of his head so yeah i mean it was a choice i just think that to build up the importance of seeing someone's dad and then to film it from with the perspective of being so far away that you yourself can't really see what's going down and you only get the secondhand conversation about it afterwards oh by the way he wanted me to give you a hug it's like <laughs> why didn't the mom uh, you do the final blow on the dragon because she was the one who had the sword and, uh, and uh, um, Ian exposed that big old core so that he could take, uh, so that the dragon could be defeated. Why wasn't mom like, here, let me help you out of this hole so you can go see your dad. Like, it's, it's like, no, you're just going to stay there. I don't know. It just, yeah, me. I guess. <laughs> um, but like I said, I didn't hate it. Like, I didn't think it was terrible by any means. Um, I don't think I'll put it in my my list of favorite Pixar movies. Uh, if I had a gun to my head and had to start <laughs> listing my favorite Pixar movies, I'd be hard-pressed to list every Pixar movie, actually, uh, name, until our name, Pixar name movie retrospective. Worse, name a worse Pixar movie than this. I didn't like Cars. I'll tell you that. Really? Yeah, I straight up. Ka-chow. I like Cars Land. But I didn't like cars, and I have not seen uh, two or three. Ka-chow! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Last question then before we close this out. All right. Um, 
wizard name? What would be your wizard name? Ooh, this is a great question, Shaf. What a great note (laughs) to end this discussion on Onward. If I was a wizard, I would want my, I would want alliteration in my name. Oh, absolutely. You'd have Uh, to. What? Wizard? No. Wonder Rob, the wickedly willful wizard. Wonder Rob, the wickedly willful wizard. (laughs) Wonder Rob, the wickedly willful wizard. (laughs) That's what I would pick. Wonder Rob, the wickedly willful wizard. Boom. like that. Done. What about you? Shoff the Scrum Trelescent. <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> Shoff's wizard name for everybody who's dying to know. Shoff the Scrum Trelescent. I'm going to get you a t-shirt that says that for Christmas. Uh, by the way, uh, if you need the definition of Scrum Trelescent, it is transcendent and fantastic beyond description. Yes, yes. That's that describes you to a T, Shaf. <laughs> to a T. By the way, I got that word from uh, Will Ferrell's interpretation of James Lipton from Inside the Actor Studio. Oh, I knew. Okay, I knew, Shaf. This is okay. me you're talking about. Scrum Trelesson. Okay, Trelesson. Rest in peace. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you so much for listening to our Onward episode. Uh, We had a lot of fun talking about all the geek news and and getting into and discussing Onward. Um, Geek, so to speak,'s opinion on Onward is that it was meh. It was all right. It was was all right. right. That's just what I'm going to say. It was okay. Not not our favorite Disney movie, definitely not our favorite Pixar movie. Uh, But if you haven't seen it yet, make make the decision for yourself. Shoot, yeah. What else are you going to do? Yeah. Nothing. And it's free on Disney Plus after you paid the subscription. Which is like so, six bucks. So, yeah. so do it. It's do it. Um, uh, so yeah, again, we, we appreciate you so much. Now, if you're looking to find us on social media, uh, separate from our podcast account, and you're looking to find uh, find out more about what's going on in our personal lives, maybe uh, we'll let you in on that secret. Um, that would be to find Wonder Rob at Wonder Rob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. If you're looking for me, you can find me at Shoff, V-O-S-H-O-F-F, V as in voice, O as in over, or onward um on instagram and facebook now don't forget to subscribe rate and review if you haven't already done so and uh yeah we are just gonna keep on quarantining over here but we will see you next week same geek time same geek channel (laughs) we will see you take care wonder of the wiggling wonderful wizard says wash your hands You guys are fucking lame. Adios, mio. Ay, chihuahua. Ay, mamacita. This is what it's come down to. Making ay, chihuahua noises for the outtakes. We're just now trying to be funny. Put this whole thing in there. Put it, just put the whole thing in.